This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is well. Uh, I'm so excited to be introducing a new series. This has been growing in my heart the last weeks through some of the work I do in the community with different groups. And this scripture is just burning in my heart. It's, and, and the research here and understanding it is just growing in me. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to sharing around these things and inviting others on to talk about these things over the next weeks. Um, and, and this series is around pruned for better fruit. Is anybody needing better fruit in their lives? <laughs> if that's you, and I'm sure it is, <laughs> join us on this journey because it's really uh, getting the understanding about the process of that is so important and I really just wish I understood this better you know, in my early days myself because it is absolutely essential. The pruning, uh, the, the, the cutting off and cutting back parts of us so that we'll, we'll be a better shape and produce better results is essential for our growth. So that's what we're going to be delving into and uh, we're going to be sharing along all that those you know things that, that that entails, you know, what that looks like and how we are pruned. How does it how does it happen so that we can understand it and embrace it rather than run from it and, and my, that's what you know in my experience it happened quite a bit. So I'm just going to start just by setting the stage and, and bringing the scripture that Jesus spoke about when he talked about pruning. Just to, just to paint this picture and build, start building on that. So this comes from John chapter 15 and it's verses 1 and 2 we're just going to use today. Jesus said this, I am the true vine. My father... He's the vine dresser. He's the farmer, the gardener. He says, any branch that's in me, united to me, that's mine, and it doesn't bear fruit, the father cuts it off. And any branch in me that, that does bear fruit, he says, he repeatedly prunes it so that it will continue to bear fruit. Some translations say, so that it will bear more fruit, so that it will bear richer and more excellent fruit. And so the point here is, for those like myself, you know, you might be listening going, what, what, what's a vine? <laughs> it's a good question. A vine comes from the word grapevine, vineyard and wine. So it's, it's quite a comparison, a symbol that Jesus is using. But when he was talking, this was so, this was so common uh, in, in the part of the world that he was talking, that he was talking in. The cultivation of vineyards in Israel was, was an Important part of their life and economy. The climate they were living in and, and the, the cultivation of their, their ground, this this was a very important part. So, you know, they who, who was listening to him understood what he was saying. And so this has been burning in me, and I'm going, why did he call himself a vine? And and I'm asking, what what's special about a vine and how does a vine grow? And you know, how, what's the symbolism that's important to understand? For us to recognise as a branch, 
that's united to him. How, 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 what's the significance of this? So we're going to get into that. We're going to answer the equations. The next part he talks about is his father is the vine dresser. So his, his father, our father, is the gardener or the farmer. The person who cultivates the, the land, cultivates the life of the plant, right? And then he says that we are the branches. So he's the he's the vine. He, we're we, we're the branches. We're connected to that vine. That vine has got the trunk. It's got the roots. It's got the branches that produce the fruit or that bear the fruit. <laughs> uh, no produce, but bear the fruit. And so he says that the branches that don't bear, they don't have this fruit. Stop bearing that fruit. He says his father cuts up cuts off those branches, trims them off, takes them away. That that's what happens when you think of uh, a, a you know a vineyard. As I've been doing my research, I've been away at a garden centre, doing research online, asking asking people who are really um, my green fingered friends, <laughs> you know, um, asking them about the importance of this. And you know, a lady at the garden centre was was saying, I, I'm trimming things all day long. You know, she's walking about seeing what's no bearing fruit and, and trimming things. And the so, just before I jump onto that, you know, Jesus then goes on to say, but the branches that are producing fruit and that are, con- that are continuing to, to have a good result, he goes, he, he p- can repeatedly prunes them so that they'll bear more, so that they'll bear a richer and more excellent and better fruit. I mean that doesn't sound it, it, it doesn't sound great if you're producing a lot in your life, you're having a lot of good results and you're going, Oh, I'm needing to be pruned. <laughs> there, there's things still needing to be cut off, cut back, so that I'll be a better condition, a better shape, I'll have more fruitful growth for the future. Embracing what Jesus is saying here is a is a game changer. It's a game changer in that that this is a way of life, this is this is constant. This is this is a this is ongoing when it comes to the growth process uh, in our lives. So I'm just going to define what the dictionary says, and some of the, my research it talks about what pruning is to give an understanding. To prune is to cut off or cut back parts of parts of the plant. But obviously Jesus is symbolising here; it's parts of our lives. You know, the attitudes, the thinking, the, the behaviours, the words, the, the things in our lives for a better shape or more fruitful growth. It's to cut away what is unwanted. It's done to remove damaged or dead or diseased parts. And it's done before the onset of new growth. So the pruning comes and before the growth. Another thing I've read, it says it's a removal or reduction of parts that are not required for growth and production, that are no longer visually pleasing or are injurious to the health and the development of the plant, which I thought was profound. I went to this garden centre and I had a wee interview with a lady and she she was saying some beautiful things to me. She basically told me a story. Um, that she saw this uh, plant that had been, somebody had taken such 
time and attention, gave attention and care to it. Uh, they didn't just let it grow any old way, but it was like, reminding me a wee bit. Remember the Karate Kid movie years ago, Mister Miyagi, and he was he was chopping the wee bonsai trees or But you know that's what she was communicating. She saw this plant, and she was she was talking about how they they um, had spent such time and care, and it was shaped as it was growing. I thought, wow, wow, it's shaped as it was growing. The pruning was so important to manage the direction of the growth. <laughs> the gardener had such attention to detail and taking that time and care to direct its growth and shape it as it was growing. Which I thought, wow, is that not just a picture of what Jesus says? Is Our father, the, the husbandman, the vine, the vine dresser, the gardener, the farmer, that's what he's doing with us. Taking the time... To, uh, to to prune, to uh, cut back, to shape, to cut, cut off certain parts. And she said to me this, which I, another thought was really profound. Nowadays, we're in too much of a rush to get to this finished article. And I thought, oh my, you know, is that not the truth? That this person that she bought this plant off of had taken such time and attention and uh, uh, detail to shape this and nurture this certain plant. But, you know, the problem with us is we, we want, we're such a rush to get to the finished article and we know that rushing can actually do more damage to the finished article with anything in our lives, the cultivation of anything in our lives. But you think of that, the, the, the shape of our hearts, the shape of those hearts were, that we've got under our care. So that was another massive thing, that the time and attention and care that was required to produce the desired fruit was important. So, um, you know that that sense there of this this is this is part of Jesus's description of understanding why pruning, why we are being shaped by our gardener God, as we allow. So, a wee couple of things that are found out that, you know, the growth patterns of the vine. The pruning process is the most important part of the whole enterprise. <laughs> the people who do it must be carefully trained so that they don't destroy the entire crop. <laughs> now, have you ever been under any leaders that have, have uh, or been round in jobs where people can damage you? People can, when they're not trained properly. Ain't that the truth for us all? I can place my hands up when you're not trained, no knowing how to deal with things in the right way. I read that some pruners in, in vineyards have to be trained for three years to, to develop their skills and their ability to know where to cut, to know how much to cut, and to, to know even what angle to cut. And... Uh, that's how important the pruning process is. The, the growth comes through the maintenance and the, and the pruning of the plant. Some common mistakes I read is they don't get pruned hard enough. It says here that once a grapevine is fully established, you, can, you actually cut off more plant than you leave behind. And that can be really hard. You know, no good news for our self-life and the ego. 
this ongoing cultivation, this ongoing journey of being shaped and reshaped and readjusted and reformed and transformed in our lives, there's this process of cultivation that it's ongoing, continual growth and development, pruning, shaping. A wee scene came to mind. I remember years ago I was I was uh, sharing a message and I was uh, I was reminded of a scene in Braveheart and it was a, it was a scene where he was just before he was getting hung drawn and quartered and the and the executioner guy was was uh, announcing that he's going to be it was a purification through pain. When I think of pruning, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when when I think of being pruned. You know, it's like, I'm praying, God, God, please. I want to be more fruitful. I want to produce better results. I want I want this big ministry. I want these better results in relationship. And I want this and I want that. And we're longing for this, whatever that is, in your own heart. But we can then run a mile from the process of pruning that we must go through to produce the better results. <laughs> that purification through pain, the, the purification, the that through the pain of pruning, that we are we are having to have things that are that are being cut out of our lives, that are being parts of us that are being cut back. When you think of the care and time and attention of the gardener, who's looking on, saying, you know how important it is to remove those dead, damaged, diseased parts of us that are actually down the line would just be reproducing themselves and producing the same dead, damaged, diseased fruit that we say we don't want. It is profound. That sense that how important it is to embrace this. Something else has uh, jumped to at me uh, while I was preparing for this. And the, the, the scripture is from John chapter 5. The scene is, is uh, Jesus, he meets the man at the pool of Bethesda, who has been we are a real paralyzing problem for 38 years. Think of that, 38 years. 38 years of his life, absolutely paralyzed with, with this illness, with this problem. Beautiful scene about this in the, in the Chosen, I think it's series two of The Chosen, if you've not seen it, it's a great watch. And it actually shows you this, and it's beautiful to see it, how Jesus... Goes in and it's the Sabbath, the day that you're not meant to be working. And all these religious leaders are about, you know, they're, they're, you know, managing, micromanaging that. And Jesus goes up to the man and says, do you want to be well? And it seems like a crazy question to ask somebody who's not been well for 38 years. Um, you know, you'd think the obvious answer would be, of course I do. But, you know, Jesus asked them. He gave them the choice and he asks do you really want to be well? Do you desire this? And the long and short is, Jesus tells him to get up, take up his mat and, and, and walk. So he heals him. The guy was miraculously healed. It's a tremendous story. But when when uh, the religious leaders hear about this, Jesus has healed a man on the Sabbath. And uh, they are, they are mere taken up with all this, uh, you know, you broke this, this rule. And when Jesus meets them, he says this profound thing to them. He says, my father is always at work to this very day. And I too, I'm working. Right? 
Now he's saying this in the context of them talking about how he's how he shouldn't be you shouldn't be working on the Sabbath. But he then says, listen, and this different translations say, my dad's at work. He never stops. Every day he's at work. And it, the message Bible says, my father is working straight through, even on the Sabbath. And so am I. The living Bible says, my father constantly does good. And I'm following his example. I love the sentiment of the, the working straight through. Think of, you know, when you've been in a job and you're tired and you're wanting, well, you're wanting it to end. But you've got somebody who's gone, no, I'm just, I'm staying on. I'm working. I'm working straight through this. So, his his uh, response to all this is my father is actually at work here, the vine dresser, the gardener. He's still at work, even when you say he shouldn't be working. There's this great song called Waymaker. Uh, and, and the song has a line in it, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, and he captures this, uh, John. You never stop working, my f- the father, the gardener, the 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 fa- the farmer, the one who's cultivating the land, the land of my heart, the land of my life is never stopping working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he is working, and he's he's promised in Romans eight twenty eight. The amplifier says, "We are assured," Paul says, "and know that God, being a partner." in our, our work all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose you know so so he's saying that uh, my father never stops working he is working things out for your good so when it comes to this this specific thing we're delving into that God the father is at work he is the gardener preparing things preparing, working in our hearts and I've been aware this last couple of weeks of you know I was at college I was doing a, a, a triad with a group and I'm counselling and one's the counselling you know the one's the observer and I was I was in this moment of real deep emotional honesty one of, one of the people I was I was connecting with and uh, it was a beautiful experience of them for the first time showing something they hadn't admitted in 50 odd years of their lives. And I was just aware of how precious this moment was because it's so difficult. It's one of the most courageous steps that any of us can take to be vulnerable, to be honest, to allow allow a bit of light into an area of life that we've been covering and hiding because of shame and guilt and embarrassment. And it was going. It was got. It was making me think of what God has been doing in my life the last couple of weeks, month, you know, or so, and and some of these painful places that I'm aware of that are actually reminding me of the need to change. So I've been seeing a fitness instructor, and I've been counting all my calories and doing all these different things around the physical body, and it's a lot, a lot to do with being honest and, and keeping uh, an inventory of where you are, and. Some of the, the things, the exercises or the, the interventions the, the fellow's been giving me has actually made me more aware of the pain that's in my body for different injuries over the years. Rather than just been, me being kind of managing the pain and not going too far to keep... I want to just, you know, I want, I want to just 
alleviate the pain. I want to get relief for the pain. I just want to, I don't want to do things that's going to remind me of it. This has brought the pain into full focus. And while I was talking in the counselling room, I realised that is this, is this know what pruning's about? And I've spent my life running from. You know, as I spoke about the pain in my body to the, to the ladies, they brought things up to me that made me realise that most of my life when I felt the pain of failure, of hurt, of embarrassment, of discouragement, of rejection, I would run to something to medicate the pain, like we do, to run for comfort, to run for relief. Um, instead of feeling the pain and being okay with it, but allowing the pain to, to you know, as a catalyst, as a, as a bit of leverage, the pain can be used to be put our effort into being reshaped and reformed, to grow and to change, rather than running from the pain. As I said, you know, that <laughs> we can pray to be more fruitful, but we can just run a, while, a mile for the process of the pruning that is required for us to bear that better fruit. So, at the beginning of this journey, I, I, I'm just ending with that sense of, as, as, as more understanding comes, will you let him, will I let him? And I'm saying yes, you know, but the question is, will you let him prune you? And will you trust him to reshape, to transform your life in ways that he can see? The only, only, I mean, in my experience here, I can say this with a real authority and a conviction. Because I've been dealing with people who have had the best help for the most qualified people for the last 30 years of their lives. And it's actually been misdiagnosing in so many ways. But when they've given God a chance, the great gardener, the vine dresser, the farmer, he's actually been able to go to places in their lives that they've been utterly blind about. So there's a sense of a big, big step when it comes to alleviating the control that we can we feel we've got over our lives. When you're actually saying, I need that power that's greater than me. I need that wisdom and light and life and uh, that's, that's brighter than mine. That's greater than mine. So, you know, as we, as we start this journey, the first part is saying, God, I welcome you. Help me to receive your pruning. Help me to no run a mile, no reject it, no... Uh, push it away like I did for years because it was too painful or I don't let him do near the parts. Oh no, that, that's no good when that happens. The removal or challenged for certain reduction of things in your life, things that are damaged and causing damage. You know, the best thing for us, you think love is all namby-pamby sometimes. No, sometimes love can be a kick up the backside because of certain parts of our lives. You know, it can be that confrontational, I don't mean physical, I mean it's confrontational in a way that actually challenges us to change things that are, that are all they're going to do is continue to reproduce and cause the wrong kind of result in our lives. So, I just pray that understanding melts some of that hardness around receiving correction. That hardness around allowing God the Father in to prune to cut off and to cut back certain things. But, you know, I, I stand on what that lady said. It was actually allowing ourselves to be shaped as we grow. That God would, would, would come in and 
offer the most insightful, helpful, caring, loving correction in our lives that produces results that we'll be shouting about because we're no longer going to run run the same mountains. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.